Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It's the favorite hour of the week. It's with me, your host, Doug Eddy, James Kreese, Tyler Gunther, the ever-so-slimming Tyler Gunther. I want to get a stomach bug and lose 15 pounds. Um, that would be great, Tyler. Can you send that in a box and send it to Rhode Island, please? Yeah, no problem. Uh, just, you know, be careful when you open the box. Yeah, I have to, like, open it. It's is, like one of those things, like, in the Matrix that crawls into my nose. And Pretty like, much. Just, That's what happened okay. to me. Yeah. 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 We live in weird times. Matrix is real life. You know what I'm saying? Would you have like a tapeworm? No, that's actually in me now. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's going to pass it on to me so I can lose some weight and just do it the right it's way. Like, I, yeah. I can't go to the gym and do lifting for six weeks because I broke my wrist, which is great. So, uh, this is my Jordan flu game. Not really. I'll be fine. Um, but it sucks. Like, I'm in charge of opening the pool. We're having a big Memorial Day party tomorrow and uh i can hang out in the shallow end and hopefully not get my cast wet i'm probably not even going to do that so it's a rough start to the summer for pool doug you need some and floaties. this is all tyler's fault you need some floaties. <laughs> jacqueline's like just put a garbage bag over it and i go no like i'm not just going to hang out in the pool you with a garbage bag football, on my arm football players do it they have the club you could do it too they offered me a waterproof cast but they said it sucked and i was like they said it's super itchy it's plastic it's not great and i was like fine I can suck it up for six weeks. I'll have it off around July 4th, so then I'll be fine. But that's the update with me and, and Pool Doug. Yeah, just breaking bones and whatnot. How have you guys been? Good. Same Doing old, well. same old. I'm ready to mock. You know, it's startup season. Let's go. Yeah, we are going to do a Memorial Day mock draft, Superflex tight end premium. Not our original plan because Shane is indeed the worst. I hope <laughs> you're having a beautiful Memorial Day. He's like, it's Memorial Day today. I might be busy. I'm like, first of all, it's not Memorial Day today. That's tomorrow. And just to give him a hard time. So Shane is out swiping left and right in the Tinder streets. We're going to do that hopefully next week, unless he has something more important. Wait, someone swiped right on Shane. That's why uh, yeah. he can't be with us today. I, I don't know that that's the case. We might need to fact check that one. But uh, we're, we're is there a dating app of... for dogs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we're, that's mean. We're going to be in the works to get that one going. Um, but is, we had a little do a little bit of a pivot tonight. And uh, so we're going to do something a little bit. Memorial Day mock drafts. It's going to be fun. Before we get into that, though, we got some news for you because the NFL almost always has news. But more importantly is underdog fantasy. Go on the Google Play Store. Go on Apple iTunes. Go on your computer. They don't do apps on the computers for a lot of them. Go on underdog.com. Best Ball Mania is back. Best Ball Mania 4. It's the biggest fantasy contest ever. $3 million to first place. I can't even imagine life-changing money for playing fantasy football. Absolutely bananas. And if you want to enter the puppy, you can do that as well. It's $5, and you can get up to $500,000 in prizes for that. They do baseball. Basketball's winding down. Celtics, how about that game? Huh? Game seven on Monday, huh? I'm all the about stupid that. stupid Dallas Stars hanging in there. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, there's hockey, there's golf, all sorts of stuff that you can do. All sorts of NFL best ball drafts that are going to be going on. Just an amazing application, super easy to use, very straightforward. And when you go in and create an account on Underdog, what you can do after you download it, you can use code DHH, and that's going to uh, match your deposit up to $100. So if you only got 20 bucks lying around, we'll match it, get you to 40 bucks, and you can go and play today. So once again, Underdog Fantasy, use code DHH. All right, let's get into some player news. Kind of a surprise one here. The biggest news of the week, in, in my humble opinion. Uh, is DeAndre Hopkins gets released. We There was chatter around the NFL draft. Will Hopkins get moved? And then they said, nope, they're not going to move him. Well, apparently, Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer reported that the Chiefs and Bills were the only teams to have substantive talks, trade talks with the Cardinals for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you know, the Chiefs would make more sense because they don't really have a prototypical X-style number one. We all know Kelsey's there, right? Um, the Bills have Stephon Diggs, but they're kind of looking for someone over the middle of the field. I would die if Hopkins goes to the Bills and just destroys Dalton Kincaid this year. That would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> but both teams have significant cap issues. 
and Hopkins says that he wants a big deal. Like he's not just going to play for, I want to win a title money. He wants a top of the market kind of deal at the age of 30. Is he a top 10 wide receiver in the league? Fringe? Debatable. Fringe? You know, I think he still think he's great, but he doesn't have that explosiveness and, um, you know, field stretching ability that he had in Houston. He can't catch a ball and run 80 yards. He did that with Houston um, with all their terrible quarterbacks. But we'll see if there's any restructures or deferred guarantees or converting portions of contracts to signing bonuses to see if they can make space for him. He was set to make $22 million in 2023. The Chiefs have a buck oh nine, which is 1.09 million in cap space, and the Bills have a buck six. They have 1.6. So both teams are running super narrow margins. So I'll go to James first. James, where do you think Hopkins lands? And where do you where would he be the best fit for fantasy? I, I mean, if he lands anywhere, it's going to be somewhere where he can be the number one. That would be the best choice for fantasy. And obviously, yes, the Chiefs is a great spot. The Bills, not so much. I think he would kill Stefan Diggs' value and vice versa. They'd be eating off the same plate, and and we don't like to see that. Um, on the other Why, hand, you got a problem with that? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't look at Lady in the Trampet, right? Man, no, Lady in the Trampet, meatballs and spaghetti. Me and Gabe right gearing. Now. They could do a me and Gabe. So oh yeah, a, with the French fry. That's right. A, it reminds me of that Friends episode where Joey orders his own French fries, and then the girl like keeps eating off his plate, and he's just staring at her, staring at her. Yeah, yeah that's what it reminds not, me of. Not to mention that the cap space is is very very troubling. For both of those teams, and I, I mean, yes, the cap space is like a myth nowadays, but they're they're really not looking to add anybody. They would ha- definitely have to cut a couple people, and I just don't know if they do it. I could actually see him going back to Houston. He was loved by the city. He was loved by the franchise. It wasn't his choice to go to Arizona. It just happened, and they have the opening. They have C.J. Stroud, a pocket passer that could just – target in on DeAndre Hopkins and I don't really see anybody outside of maybe John Mechie stretching the field competing with him for any kind of target uh share so yeah I think Houston is an is a nice one the Carolina Panthers is really nice but I don't think that gets done so yeah that's my pick guys Tyler what do you think I actually like uh the Patriots and uh I know we're talking about reunions but Bill O'Brien and Hopkins had a very like people are like, oh, they're like they kind of had bad blood. I don't think it was that bad. Bill O'Brien as a general manager, we all know, sucked. It, it was one of the worst things you could do. But Ooh. him as an OC and a head coach with Hopkins, Hopkins had elite seasons and Mac Jones could use him. Bill O'Brien knows how to use him. That's a perfect marriage in my eyes. And I, I'm not sure what the Patriots cap outlook look looks like but it's i'm not stellar i, I wasn't say but i don't think anybody right now is that's the thing like a lot of they teams about 11 million a lot of teams were kind of dead set like okay this is our roster we're going in to training camp where that's why like nobody's touching zeke cream hunt leonard Fournette. like these players they're not getting touched because teams are settled like they're like okay we're comfortable with this let's go and then all of a sudden surprise hopkins is on you know he's on the free agent market so uh I think a lot of Hopkins contract will be guaranteed. We'll see a lot of that, but I, I really like the Patriots. And I think if he goes to the Patriots, he will see probably a 30% target share, which would is what we want as people who, who have Hopkins in dynasty. You want to see that target share really high. So that's my favorite spot. That would be interesting because I feel like, DeAndre Hopkins and Juju like play this would play the same role on the team. I still think Hopkins has more outside ability, kind of like a Devonta Adams. Yeah, uh, Juju, uh, and I. That's another thing. It would help Juju a ton because we all know Juju ain't a, a wide receiver one, and this would take. Yeah, a lot he's not a big separator. So, yep. Yeah, I, I would like that here. I I might even be tempted to buy a DeAndre Hopkins jersey. He's always he's been one of my favorite players for quite a while. So, uh, yeah, I don't mind that fit whatsoever. Speaking of fits, huh, boy. Pro Football Talks Mike Florio reports Jimmy Garoppolo, Mr. Glass, can be released without penalty by the Raiders this summer because of his 2022 foot injury. So his deal originally included $11.25 million signing bonus, but that was converted to part of his base salary after he failed his Raiders physical this spring. So he can be cut for any reason related to his foot, but his $22.5 million salary becomes guaranteed once he passes a physical exam 
is active for at least one regular season game and does not suffer re-injury to his left foot. Now, if you listen to this podcast on a weekly basis, you would know that I believe it was last week or the week before when I was like, give me a late round guy. Give me Aiden O'Connell at quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy. And the depth chart, Aiden O'Connell could be this year's Brock Purdy. Maybe not on a successful team like the Niners were, but they have good weapons there. The the QB depth chart is terrible yeah. outside of Garoppolo. And he Should've just can't stay healthy. I mean, how many how many years has he played a full season? It's what two maybe hmm. in his career. It's I, not I don't a lot. even think he has. I, I might like, be generous <laughs> with the two, like yeah. honestly. Uh, so for me, seeing this news, I was like, I picked up Aiden O'Connell in a few spots, thinking ahead that Garoppolo is an injury risk. Maybe it's one of those things that pays off, and he in a super flex league, he gets some spot starts for you towards the middle of the end of the season. So to me, Jimmy Garoppolo, I like the situation, but man, he is tough because he is just always forever freaking hurt. Just to vet that he's only played one full season. Wow. And he had a good season when he did in 2019. I just was QB 14. The fact that the fact that we are in, you know, the argument like, Hey, Devonte Adams, he's, he's troubled as a Raider. And then you got Jimmy G who is falling apart right before our eyes without even touching the field. He might even make the team. They could call him Jimmy garage. Cause he always needs to get fixed. And, and Tom Brady's now a minimal owner, which could come into play and he could actually play, but I doubt that's going to happen. I doubt he the didn't NFL... poo it when he was asked recently. I know. And <laughs> honestly, I could see it. I it's going to happen. Him and McDaniels, you know, the history. Yeah, but that team is such a dumpster fire. I feel bad for the Vegas Vegas Raiders because they always have so much hope. Last year, the year before, it's like, oh, here they are. The Raiders are back. Nope, you suck. And I I mean, they passed up on Levis. They passed up on on quarterbacks this year. And you're you're going to be you're going to be kicking yourself. Like Levis right now on in the Raiders would look beautiful. Like that draft pick would look awesome. And yet yeah. you're sitting you're sitting here and you have an often injured defensive end that you took with the seventh pick instead of taking a chance on a quarterback. And now you got O'Connell, which he could be good. He could not be. Yeah. Chances are he won't be. But man, a lot of teams just struggling to find their quarterback and the Raiders are one of them. Trade Jameis to the Raiders. What? Oh, my God. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep that hope alive. Ooh. All right, let's wrap up the news. A couple running back notes really quick. Austin Eckler will play for the Chargers in 2023. After the team added $1.75 million in incentives to his contract, Eckler's heading into his age 28 season. Uh, it's all he could muster after threatening to hold out for an extension. This tells you the running back market in the NFL. Like, yeah, we'll give you $1.75 million, which isn't a lot. Um, the team's front office never expressed any interest in awarding Eckler a long-term deal, which makes sense. He's an older running back who's had a lot of wear. He'll be a free agent at the end of 2023 season, and he's all, probably going to play for another team Patriots. in, 20, in 2024. <laughs> um, he would fit that role. Um, other running back news, Lions running back David Montgomery left OTAs with a leg injury. Also, Jameer Gibbs left OTAs uh, with an ankle injury uh, not too long ago. So that's an interesting situation to monitor. Uh, Montgomery was injured in position drills before being taken to the locker room. Uh, so, yeah, so they've already got some early injuries. And then one note real quick on um, Josh Downs, who unfortunately in all the leagues I'm in, I haven't been able to nab any Josh Downs yet. And that makes me sad. But Colts coach Shane Steichen said rookie wide receiver Josh Downs is dealing with a knee injury. Seems like a little knee issue, nothing major. Um, he said, I'll leave it at that. Steichen said, uh, talking to the media at Colts OTAs. Um, not great for him to go down with an injury with full two, full team OTAs in two weeks. Um, he's expected to compete for the indie slot role with Isaiah McKenzie, formerly of the Broncos and Bills. Uh, God, I think it's pretty straightforward on that. Eckler's going to be back. I think we all anticipated that. Um, there'll be inter- there'll be an interesting running back landing spot if he leaves in free agency next year because that is a plum spot for a running back, either in the draft or via free agency. Joshua Kelly. He did look better last year. But I don't yeah. think he's the answer. Isaiah no, Spiller? he's not the answer. People, people, are still, people are still hyping up Isaiah Spiller. Um, I'm holding people, on to my shares. People were actually expecting Bijan to. to go there, but with Atlanta taking him away early, that didn't happen. Yeah, they could look at a running back next year at, or pull off a Philadelphia trade like a Swift. Go for somebody like that. Maybe Jonathan Taylor 
falls apart in Indy and they're like, okay, we'll trade for Jonathan Taylor. Running backs are pretty much, you know, you could just send them off for nothing. It's, it's what the era we're in. And uh, I actually think Eckler's a perfect player for this, for this type of era, but yet nobody wants him. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I said, it just goes to show the value of the position. So before we get into our Memorial Day mock draft, I did want to give a shout out to Trophy Smack, our longest standing sponsor. They make the best quality belts. They make the best quality trophies in the business. Fully customizable. Send them your image. All laser engraved. Chef has his Swedish chef belt. It's absolutely awesome to see. I've seen some other customized belts with at the axe throwing place, and those look awesome. They have the right trophy for you. Bottom line, if you haven't got your fantasy football trophy or belt already, uh, what are you doing? Get it to the person that won the league now, Tyler. And (laughs) that was me throwing shade, by the way. Uh, Get them that stuff now so they can appreciate it before the season. Use code DHHRING. You'll get a free $60 championship ring with the purchase of a trophy or belt. You know, keep that. Give it to the high point scorer. If you had a co-champion, you know, maybe uh, someone has the belt for six months. Someone else has the ring and then you swap. I don't know. I got ideas, Tyler. I don't know if you're hearing me or not. But they also have stuff for losers of your league. Once again, that is code DHHRING for that free ring at checkout. All right. Let us kick off. I'm pulling up my – we're doing this mock draft on Sleeper. Tyler, are you going to – hold on. Let me switch over. Are you going to hook us up with the board? Ah, there it is. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Let me pull up my app. I only have one hand. So I have to pull the <laughs> task a little slower than normal. That's I why apologize. he didn't want to use the phone. I apologize. Uh... As long as I don't so, have to scroll and do stuff, I'm so fine. Anybody listening to the podcast, uh, <laughs> you'll be able if you hear a noise like thumping or anything, that's just Doug dropping his phone. Me hitting my <laughs> cast on the table if I get sniped on a pick. So this format, we are doing a super flex tight end premium 12 team startup mock draft. We're done with rookie mocks. Ever those have been done, ground into dust. It's a pretty solid ADP, is what we're seeing nowadays. So we're not talking about that. We are talking. Startup Superflex tight end premium. I have the I chose the first pick. Tyler is at 106 and James is at the 110. It's snake style. So like a slithery, like a snake. It's gonna be great. I'm a snake. (laughs) (laughs) One of the first viral videos I ever remember. That Uh, Charlie bit me. (laughs) It's uh, the I'm a snake runes actual snakes i went to the zoo yesterday actual snakes. i went to the zoo yesterday and there are snakes all around and all all that was in my head was like i'm a snake i'm I'm, look at me i'm a snake oh boy between snakes and honey badgers like that's the animal kingdom honey badger don't give a crap all right james i'm ready to start if you want to hit the start button and i will make the 101 and i i had this pick i was like you know what i'm taking the 101 because this is a player i know this is a mock but I'm going to have some fun with it. Uh, I'm not going to take Kendra Miller first overall, so don't worry. <laughs> well, here comes a bad review. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, the first overall pick, someone I have never rostered ever in fantasy football. Superflex format, it's Patrick Mahomes. I think it's a slam dunk pick. Easy peasy in this format. All right. and Tyler. I mean, Justin Jefferson went 104 ahead of Jalen Hurts, which is interesting. I mean, Bold. we all, I think all of us are quarterback heavy in Superflex. We want our quarterback you studs. But man, Jefferson is a stud and he is great to have. Um, I'm up next at 106 and I've got my choice of quarterbacks. Um, it, it, pretty much for me, it's between Lamar or Burrow. Burrow's going to get paid. Lamar just got paid. So there's security there. But for me, I'm going with Joe Cool. Because, man, he is so good. Like, just so, so good. And at the end of the first round, I'll do a quick recap for everybody that might not be watching at home. Oh, well, then Jamar Chase went right behind Joe Burrow. Um, C.D. Lamb followed that with Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence was really my guy. This is an easy pick. So this is an easy one. You want someone that can score through the air and with his legs. Give me Lamar Jackson right here. Uh, Easy super flex pick. 100%. That was. All right, I'm gonna a, read. I can't believe that, he that, fell. One ten, Lamar. That, that's crazy. Before you make your next pick, James, I just want to uh, for the people listening sure, at home. Hey, sure. thank you. Leave a leave a uh, review and everything. That'd be phenomenal. So at the one on one, I took Patrick Mahomes. He was followed by Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. So three quarterbacks off the top of the board. Justin Jefferson is our first receiver at one hundred four. Jalen Hurts at the five spot. Tyler took Joe Burrow at six. Then it was Jamar Chase at seven. Ceedee Lamb at eight. Followed by Trevor Lawrence. 
Chef, easiest pick other than me taking Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson at the 110. And then followed up by that, it was Justin Fields. Christian McCaffrey's our first running back off the board at 112. And then the two picks leading up to Chef, Jonathan Taylor at 2.1 and Amon Ross St. Brown at 2.2. Are we going to do this again with Amon Ross St. Brown? The, is this for real? (laughs) I mean, they're targets. They're getting a lot of players in there. You got Gibbs. You got Laporta. Laporta. I mean, Jamison Williams apparently looks outstanding, even though he's probably a bad gambler. So uh, I'm I'm curious to see where the target share goes, but I think he's locked in an elite player. So I I don't mind this at all. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a couple players here. One that I don't really have too many shares of, um, and that is right. a running back. And right. I don't know if I want to pull the trigger here in right. the back end of the second round. I've seen him go early uh, end of the first round in startups. Um, I can't do it. I, I stick to my standards in, in Superflex and and in Dynasty. I build around I, I, a solid foundation, and you shouldn't build around running backs. You should build around quarterbacks and wide receivers. And I'm going to go with – I'm going to hop around a little bit and go with the 22-year-old rookie of the year from last year, and that's Garrett Wilson. Nice. Wow. So we got Garrett Wilson off the board at the 2-3, followed by Bijan, who I thought you might pick there. Uh, the yep, that was the running back. Yeah, at the 2-4, followed by Bryce Young, our first rookie quarterback off the board. And then Brees Hall at the 2.6. And then we've got Tyler on the board with the 2. So, as you guys know, Doug, what has always been my strategy with Dynasty? I need two two stud quarterbacks. You double-tap quarterback. I double-tap every time. I want the comfort of knowing year after year I'm good at quarterback. Then I can hit everything else. And if I have a surplus of quarterbacks, I can just trade some. So for me, I know this might be a little early. I know but you take I it. am going to go I knew it with Anthony yep. Richardson. I got Burrow, who is safe. He's there. I know what I'm getting. Give me my second option, which is upside. And that mm-hmm. is Anthony Richardson. Everything has been outstanding through OTAs and all that stuff. So uh I'm gonna go with the upside hit here. And if he hits this pick is not a reach at all. It is a slam dunk. Yep. So we had Anthony Richardson, the se- Anthony Richardson, the second rookie quarterback taken at 2.7, followed by Jalen Waddell at 2.8. Deshaun Watson off the board at 2.9. A.J. Brown at 2.10. Ken Walker at 2.11. Interesting pick there. Now I get to go back to back. This is why I picked the number one spot because I get to go back to back and I enjoy doing that. I don't mind the long waits because now I can really um, take a look at my team and say, all right, I too like to go double tapping quarterbacks. So I have the luxury here of taking another quarterback paired with best player available, in my opinion. Um, And for me, like this is a a weird kind of weird spot with quarterback. I'm looking at some of the names here. We've got some older names. I think might be there for me on the way back based on how this draft is going. So do I reach for like a CJ Stroud here? Do I take a Dak who's super safe to go with Mahomes? That's the question, right? That's the, that's the hardest part for me to answer. And I think what I'm probably going to do here, because I think it makes the most sense, is so, I'm going to – go ahead. I, I, I kind of want to – because this is where, if you run a one, you're at a crossroads. Like, this is where you decide, am I going to go for it? Am I going to start winning year one? Yep. Am I going to championship? Or am I going to build around my homes and kind of keep it younger, yet competes a little bit? So, like – Right now, if it's a tight end premium, you could double tap on Prescott and Kelsey, and you are win now. Like that's your mm-hmm. team, and, and this is kind of where I gotta the route. My strategy. Yeah, this is kind of where the route goes if you're in a startup, and this is what this helps out with. Is like, this is where you start thinking, hmm, maybe I should win now because everybody else is going to go youth. Maybe I should just just go win now, win the next two years. Every, and then figure every it out. startup I've ever done, except for one. I've always tried to do a win now team. There was one that I did in the sleeper league that we were in where I just drafted rookies and second year players. Yeah. Um, and I've got a great roster, just no quarterbacks, but, um, but yeah, I, I think exactly what you said is it, when I look at this team and I see Mahomes, I can pair him with Dak Prescott. Who's still got a lot of tread on the tires. He's going to play in a really good offense for a long time. He's going to have some weapons around him. They're, they're never going to have a subpar offense. The Cowboys just because Jerry, as long as he's alive, he won't let that happen. So I'm going to take Dak here. And, you know, looking at the options, I know there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks taken 
you know, in round the rest of round three and round four on the way back to me. So that's going to push some running back and wide receiver value to me um, and some younger options. So, you know what? I'm going to YOLO this thing. I can stack Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and hope I get a couple more years out of Kelsey and then try to win this thing right away. Um, because a lot of people in startups want to go the youth route. And sometimes that works yep. out in year one. But if I can get, you know, an absolute stud quarterback, a really solid quarterback, and the number one tight end by a wide margin in points last year, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, so I, think I, Travis I, I like Kelsey. that. Yeah, yeah, followed by him. We have uh, CJ Stroud went 3-2, Saquon Barkley at 3.3, T. Higgins at 3.4, followed by Travis Etienne at 3.5. Now, Tyler's on the board with two quarterbacks. He can go BPA. Yep. For me, it's even though I have Anthony Richardson, his legs, I think, will push him to a low-end quarterback one. So I'm not worried about the whole, like, I'm definitely building for the future. I can still build for win now, which there's still options on the board. Uh, for me, I, I mean, I, I could look at tight end here. There's my dude, Kyle Pitts, which is always a good option. Uh, but for me, like, if I'm going to start, you know, if I'm going for win now, I'm going to probably go a different route. Um, there's a lot of good players still on the board. Uh, a lot of players I really like. Ooh, this is this is a tough spot. I mean, we're getting into a tough position here. We're only 30 players deep. I know. <laughs> I've been taking tough position here. And I mean, th- there's still... <laughs> Good young players. I mean, you took a tight end. I like having a really good tight end. Um, you know what? For me, I'm gonna do it. Ah, I'm going Kyle Pitts. And shocker. it's just because his value, even after two years, his value has not dropped much. And yeah. there's upside to this player, no matter what. Because if you look at the percentage of deep throws that was was throwing the pits that were deemed uncatchable because Mariota was a terrible deep passer. It's insane. Like there's probably five legit passes that were catchable for Pitts deep, and he was open all the time. So I, I think brighter days are ahead for Pitts. And if he hits, he's going to be untouchable. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, he has he he could have like the it's same thing with Richardson. If they hit their ceiling, their value is absolutely incredible. Yeah, oh, I like that. Uh, followed up, uh, Kyle Pitts was at the three point six to Tyler. Austin Eckler was right after him at three seven. Tyree Kill. And Cooper Cup went back to back at three eight and three nine. So some older wide receivers coming off the board here. And then now we're back at James. He's got Lamar Jackson. He's got Garrett Wilson. Where does he go next? And this is my turning point because I have one quick pick right after this one. And I need to decide whether I'm going for it now or I'm kind of building for the future with a little flash of 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 jazz with my younger players. Flash of jazz. Flash of jazz. <laughs> um I, I think I'm going to have a little balance of both and, and try to win within that three-year mark for Dynasty. That's always something you want to um, strive to do. And I'm going to keep it young. I think I'm going to go with Chris Olave right here. Okay. Those At Ohio team, State receivers. Ohio, team Ohio State. And, nice. and it curved back around, and I'll just fill in. the Jackson Smith and Jigba went right behind Olave. I want a big boost boom player. I have Garrett Wilson. That's going to be a target player. I'm not going to wait on Jackson Smith and Jigbo because who knows? Tyler Lockett gets a one year hang around deal, retire with the Seahawks. You still have DK Metcalf there. Olave is the bona fide wide receiver one on that. Team. Are you nervous? Are you sure? Are you nervous about? I'm Derek not. Carr? No, I'm not. I'm not nervous about Derek Carr. You're like the Derek first Carr's person in the world that has said those words. Yeah, well, I'm not <laughs> nervous about it. Really not nervous about it. Anyhow, Kyler Murray went behind that, the little crybaby himself. Stefan Diggs at the 401, followed by Jameer Gibbs at the 402. And I'm back on the clock at the 403 without a running back. And it's going to stay okay. that way. That's because okay. just like Doug on the other side had the nice stack between Mahomes and Kelsey, I'm going to go with the tight end premium stack of Mark Andrews Smart. and Lamar Jackson right here and hopefully grab a couple running backs later on. There you go. I love that pick. So we stacked Lamar with Mark Andrews. Next pick after that at the 4-4 was Drake London, followed by DK Metcalf. And then we have another quarterback off the board at 4.6 in Tua Tagovailoa, which brings us back to Tyler. He's got two quarterbacks and a tight end. Does he go running back? Does he go receiver? I say oh, he probably man. goes receiver. I This is a tough one because the receiver is kind of dried up. I was Really hoping DK slid back to me. That was one guy I actually thought about instead of Pitts. Drake, London, too. 
Then he would have two Falcons. Yes. Uh, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want that wow. stack. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> like uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, I want to go back to that. Kyler Murray going that late. I think that's a tremendous value. Like I, I yeah. get, we don't like him here, but man, I took him still... super late in our eliminator. Yeah. Um, he's still super. Where I got him. I was like, I know it's just a one year thing, but like if he comes back week one where I got him as a steal, he's actually working hard. Like I know that's, that shouldn't be surprising. Just Call of Duty stinks this year. That. And I think he's, Dead, like he's kind of getting just pissed about everybody. Wide receiver. Yeah, everybody's getting. I think he's getting kind of pissed and irritated that people don't think he's good anymore, and that could be a good motivation. Uh, but here we are, my pick. Um, man, there's a lot of good players left, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna go with a player that is on a very good offense, and Devonta Smith. I knew that. I knew that was he's coming. not. He's not. He's he's consistent, in my opinion. He's not gonna be that wide receiver one but he's gonna be borderline i think here here and there and uh he's gonna have some massive weeks and then there's gonna be some weeks where i'm just gonna get 10 points and that's fine but it's a receiver and i want to build with quarterbacks and receivers 100 so we had devonta smith to tyler at the 4.7 followed by Devonte adams then we had a pair of running backs josh jacobs at the 4.9 Najee harris at the 4.10 and then christian watson at the 4.11 a little bit of a surprise there which brings it back to me for a double tap so I'm looking and seeing like, all right, who's available here? Who fits my who fits my win now, but maybe has a little bit of youth to him? I'm looking at the board here. So give me a minute. Uh, receivers. I'm really not like not really feeling some of these 18 receivers wide receivers here. in the first four rounds. That says something about that's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. So I'm looking at wide receiver. I'm kind of like glad I double tapped that. <laughs> you know, I think it, I think at running back, I think this player now, more for redraft than dynasty. But if I'm going to stick with this theme of trying to win in year one, there's a couple of running backs staring me in the face. Mm-hmm. In and your face. In your face. One of them is Nick Chubb. The other is Ramondre Stevenson. I like both of them. I think they're both set to have bell cow roles. I think Nick Chubb has probably a higher ceiling because we've seen it for multiple years, and he's one of the best running backs in the business. So with my first pick, you know what? I'm going to hit select on Nick Chubb at the 412. And then, you know, I'm looking at the I'm looking at wide receivers. I see some young guys, but they, you know, we'll see what they can do. If you're I'm not, going, no one's if you're going your route, here. Yeah, if you're going your route, the fact that people passed on running back, that's almost a smash spot because you got a zig when others are zagging. Mm-hmm. And then wide receiver, you can always find points at receiver. That's the nice thing about wide receiver, especially yeah. when people are going youth. There's going to be a lot of veterans that you can snag up and get wide receiver two production from you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do something a little atypical this is just a fun mock draft but sometimes you gotta have some fun with it and and zig like like tyler said no i'm actually thinking instead of taking a running back or wide receiver here because i feel that there's a lot of depth of guys that i like not necessarily in this spot especially wide receiver i think i can get some of the guys that i like a little bit later i'm gonna take another player at a premium position because it is a flex league i can start travis kelsey and i can also start TJ Hawkinson. So I'm going to go with that like tight that. end premium. Now, the only thing I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be a little wide receiver needy, but now I can attack just wide receivers and running backs for a while and not really have to worry about it. Um, so it takes that out of the equation and Hawkinson, if he does anything remotely close to what he did last year, I potentially have the tight end one and two. I mean, I'm, Andrew should be there this year, but having two out of the top three to four guys at a position where outside of that, it kind of sucks. is kind of nice. So I picked Hawkinson at the 5-1, followed by DeAndre Swift. Tony Pollard went at the 5-3, Jordan Addison at the 5-4, and then Ramondre, who I seriously considered there, at the 5.5. And then we are back to Tyler. He's got two quarterbacks, a tight end, and a wide receiver. Where are you going now? This is uh, this is going to be interesting. Um, where do we want to go? I could still go the win-now route. I'm not at the point where my team is full rebuild or full youth. Uh, mm-hmm. So I actually I have a couple players that I'm really interested in. And I'm going to take my chances that one of them comes back to me and I'm going to go. This is going to change my path a little bit. Ooh. I'm going to go Debo just because okay. he's only he's only 27. He'll probably be 28 into the season. And uh, I think the production is going to be outstanding with this offense, especially if Purdy comes back. Uh, I, I really like him as a player. I wasn't a fan coming out. I will openly admit that. I thought he's too injury prone and he's too much of a Swiss Army knife 
for me, kind of Cordero Patterson. But when you got a coach that can use him well, uh, yeah, he is going to do well. So Debo for me is uh, is a good pick. And Javante was in thought here. And if he yeah, can come I, back, I considered Debo when I was uh, when I before I picked Hawkinson. So yeah, Javante was that. such a thought because if he comes back like J.K. Dobbins did, his value is going to skyrocket up to where I think he's running back seventeen or eighteen right now in startup ADP. That that's nuts because a year ago he was RB four. Let's not forget that. So yep, he he could really skyrocket. Yeah, and we've I've traded for Javante Williams in one league. Tyler and I traded for him in another. So we're we're hoping that Javante is going to be able to bounce back and recoup some of that that value in those stats. So Javante went at five point seven, followed by Quentin Johnson at five eight. I would never dip into that at that point, but that's just me. That's very early. (laughs) DJ Moore at five nine, his height, and then we've got. (laughs) <laughs> sorry dude i love dj Moore, by the way uh and now we got james back on the board he's got two ohio state receivers mark andrews and lamar jackson where's james going now talk about a short guy and that's me um <laughs> you can't pick yourself i can't pick myself but i can pick someone from my team and i'm gonna go with my second quarterback here since i Saw this. dabbled on the young young wide receivers and the the strapping tight end of Mark Andrews. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going Daniel Jones here. I like that. And like I, that? I think it works. QB not, he finished QB nine last year without any wide receivers. And yes, Jalen Hyatt's going to take a little time to come along and he's going to be a boom or bust kind of guy, but adding Darren Waller to that offense, I think it adds another layer to Daniel Jones game. So maybe he's on like layer two, um, but it makes sense. He can run. He can throw the ball decent. I'm not going to say he's the best, right. but if if he continues to have low QB one type seasons, hey, it's a steal here in the fifth round. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. After Daniel Jones, we had a pair of running backs, veteran running backs go back to back. Derrick Henry at the 5'11", and Joe Mixon wraps up around five. On the turn, they took Trey Lance as their quarterback too, followed by another 49er, George Kittle at the 6.2. And then it's back to James. I'm kind of happy that George Kittle went there and I didn't have to stare him in the face yes, and wonder I if I wanted to I do can't. the two tight end thing. Um, and a wide receiver that I was going to possibly take just fell back to me in Michael Pittman. Um, and with Anthony Richardson there, I think he still has value. Uh, but man, I'm staring at a running back who I like. But nope, he's on the Baltimore Ravens. So I am going to skip on running back. You've already got RB1 for Baltimore and Lamar. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, right. Um, Let me go with, uh, man, I'm looking at Michael Pittman. I'm looking at my favorite player in the world, Jerry Judy. And I'm looking at Jamison (laughs) Williams, who we saw flash. And you know what? He's not going to be around for six You got two other young receivers. Yeah, I mean, if I have all three of them and all three of them blow up to be stars, I mean, that, that Another could be former advantageous. Ohio State receiver. Yeah. yeah. Might as well Let's get all on. of them. All right, so might as well. Uh, team like Ohio State wide receivers. Oh, and there goes Jerry Judy right after him at the 6'4", followed by Damian Appropriately Pierce. So. Appropriately yep. so. Damian Pierce at 6'5", the aforementioned Michael Pittman at 6'6", not his height. And then we've got Tyler. So that blocked the Pittman-Richardson stack from Tyler. Oh, I, I'm so pumped because there is a player I thought about taking over Debo, and that is Traylon Burks, who I think oh, is I going like to be a massive riser. Uh, there are an- analytics to his uh, you know, Coughing. his targets, his yeah. targets per – I forgot what it was – yards per target or something like that, and it's outstanding. Like he didn't play much. He started getting better as the season went. He had a massive touchdown catch that gave him a concussion, but it was such a good catch. I think the the sky's the limit for Traylon Burks in year two. Uh, he said he can finally breathe this year. So that's <laughs> always, always a, a plus. Thing. Always a plus. He's probably in better shape. And man, I always like to hear what, that. that they, they can what breathe else the do they have? That is the biggest thing. And Tannehill looks healthy. Will Levis is going to chuck it deep and YOLO balls. So I... I really like Traylon Burks, and it gives me a good wide receiver core. Do you think they they pull in Will Levis on like third down or four and like or like fourth and long, where they're not going to just punt it away and just be like, "Yo, Will, come on in." Tannehill's got a good arm. Tannehill's still got a good arm. Like we can't forget about that. He he had a very strong arm coming out, and uh, uh, I think Levis though Levis has an amazing arm. He could just chuck it deep. So. Who knows what they're going to do with Levis, but I think he is another player that they're going to have to find out midway through, and we will see Will Levis sooner than later. 
I dig that. So we had Traylon Burks go off the board at the 6-7 to Tyler. Terry McLaurin right after him, followed by J.K. Dobbins at the very nice 6-9. Dallas Goddard off the board at 6-10. Chris Godwin, and then it's me for two. I'm looking at my team. I've got Mahomes. I've got Prescott. I've got Kelsey. I've got Hawkinson. I've got Chubb. So obviously, I'm going to go wide receiver or running back here. And I'm thinking, based on my build, my first pick, I think, is a pretty easy one. It's Calvin Ridley. So I think Ridley is going to be an absolute stud with Trevor Lawrence. And I think he can be a wide receiver one on my team. He's 28 years old, but again, he doesn't have some of the mileage armor that other players do. He's going to be tied to a rising quarterback now for for at least a little while, at least two to three years. So for me, Calvin Ridley is easy to take here. You know, looking at some of the younger players in front of him, is George Pickens a wide receiver one on your dynasty team? No. Is Zay Flowers? No. So I need someone that's going to produce in year one based on how I'm building my team. Now, the second pick, I'm looking at maybe the running back position as a possibility. I don't know. There's still running backs here that I'm like, do I want to double tap a running back? Do I want to go back to receiver? It's a, it's a, you know, part of me wants to take a guy like Brandon Ayuk because I like him quite a bit. Um, I'm going to sprinkle in a little bit of youth here. And this player, I think, can make a, a good jump in year two in an Eric Bieniemy system. And he gives me some youth. Oh, man. And he's productive. You took him from me, damn you. So I'm going to take <laughs> Jahan Dotson as my wide receiver, too, on this team. Because I know there's going nice. to be veterans there for me when I when it comes back around. That's a oh, damn good pick. Five just took my guy. Yeah, so I took Jahan Dotson. He was followed up by second-year wide receiver George Pickens, who was followed up by Zay Flowers at the 7.3. Zach Charbonnet went 7.4. And then the Muth, Pat Fryermuth at 7.5 as we start to see tight ends not dry up, but some of the studsier tight ends are starting to uh, get a little thin out there. So now we're back to Tyler. He's got three receivers, two quarterbacks, and Kyle Pitts. No running backs yet. Does he keep pressing it and go <laughs> I mean, the running backs are Fresh really look. Whammy gross. No whammy. The running backs are really gross right now. Yeah. It is, uh, I'm in an interesting spot to say the least. Uh, the player pool is really drying up. Uh, like, honestly, if this was real and I wasn't going for a kind of a starting lineup type thing, Kirk Cousins would be a smash or another quarterback because you can never have enough in Superflex and the yep. value will always be there. So if this was more realistic, I would snag up Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins and yep. midway through the season, probably trade them for first or players I need because yep. I could probably get better players. Um but right now, I, I have my eye on one player, and it's just because... You have Traylon Burks. No. Oh. I, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go youth. I'm going to go rookie. And I'm going to go Dalton Kincaid due to the tight end premium. The hype yep. is unreal right now. Uh, like Doug said earlier with Hawkinson, you can start two. I don't think Kincaid is going to blow up like everybody thinks, but I do think he's going to be productive enough to where you can slide him in here and there. And uh, if I'm in a pinch... I can throw him into my lineup and his value would just keep rising. So I'm yep. going Kincaid. Yeah. So Kincaid was followed up by fellow rookie, the aforementioned Will Levis at the 7.7 Hollywood Brown at seven, eight. And then Dalvin cook, who's one of the more interesting dynasty uh, conundrums right now, because we don't know if he's going to be in the team here in a few days. We shall see uh, went at the 7.9 and then we're back to James. He's got three receivers. He's got a tight end. He's got two quarterbacks. Is he tempted by the running back position? I mean, I'm tempted by the running back position, but I'm not going to go all in on the running back position. Uh, I've had, what, one, two, three quarterbacks staring in my face. Kirk Cousins, Kenny Pickett with the youth, and uh, Jared Goff, who, you know, could win out. same age as Kenny Pickett. (laughs) Yeah, right? Um, True. I mean, the smart move for me would be to go quarterback again because obviously looking at this draft, and and first and foremost, it's a mock draft. Uh, and a lot of teams don't have two quarterbacks here, and we we see it all the time. We're always in drafts that quarterbacks in the Superflex League normally go much, much higher. Um, and there'll be runs on them in between picks. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for all intents and purposes here, I'm going to pass on the quarterbacks because I already have two, and I kind of do want to fill out my roster before the end here. Um, so I'm going to go running back. I'm probably going to double tap running back. First and foremost, I'm going to go Miles Sanders. Okay. Uh, who just had a started his second career uh, in Carolina. And now it's a little bit of a, 
little bit of a question mark, but uh, I'm going to go with the, the guy that is going well, to like continue to show mark. up in camp. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to take uh, Isaiah Pacheco here at the 8-3. All right, after Miles Sanders was Kirk Cousins, then DeAndre Hopkins to round out the seventh round, followed by Brandon Ayuk, and then Rashad White. James took Pacheco at the 8.3. Then we saw another two quarterbacks go off the board, Jared Goff and Russell Wilson, 8.485, followed by Christian Kirk at 8.6, and we are back to Tyler. This is where it gets really interesting. I mean, there's a lot of youth still. There's a lot of older, older gentlemen. And... um this is where another point in the road where which route am I going? I could still go either way, but for me, do I want a player that's value is going to absolutely fall apart at the end of the season? Or do I want a player where has a chance to boost up? And right now I know he's not big on a lot of people's boards, but I'm going to go youth at running back, especially I'm going to go a chain. I thought about him. It's a little early for me. I don't feel great, but man, if he does anything in Miami, that value is going to skyrocket. And when it comes to running back, especially I want somebody who can still gain some value because then I can trade him off and then get a little older at running back a little like uh, Isaiah Pacheco last year. You could just kind of give a third or a second and then you can put him into your starting lineup. That's what I like to do at running back. But with a guy like A-Chain, his value could just go through the roof. So that's the route I went. All right, we got Devin A-Chain, Amari Cooper right after that, Michael Mayer, another tight end off the board at 8.9, followed by Kenny Pickett, and then Aaron Jones, kind of sad on that one because I probably would have taken Aaron Jones based on my build there at Mm. 8.11. But that's okay because it leaves a running back for me. This is an easy pick. It's a position of need. I have Nick Chubb. Here's another running back. He's younger. He is coming off an Achilles injury, but he proved it last year. Second half of the season was an absolute stud. He's got no competition. That team should be a better team um, with a better offensive line and a healthy Matt Stafford. So for me, taking Cam Akers here, super duper easy. It fits what I need and is just a smash. So now I'm looking at what I face on the board. I'm looking at the running back position. I'm seeing players that I like, but no real pressing that I need to go there. And then I'm looking at the wide receiver position and a very interesting name here. We talk about touchdown regression. He scored zero last year, but still had a bajillion targets. He signed a long-term deal. He's with a younger quarterback. He should lead the team in targets. Once again, I'm not afraid of Allen Robinson. I'm not really afraid of George Pickens either. It's Deontay Johnson. He'll be my wide receiver three. He should be super solid every (laughs) single week. Um, He should be at least a wide receiver two for me every week with some wide receiver one week's. Um, he's going to be the go-to guy, I think, for Kenny Pickett, just like he was for Roethlisberger, and he really was for Pickett last year. Those touchdowns will come back. That Steelers offense was absolute trash in the beginning of the season. Uh, so I'm going to take Deontay Johnson here as my wide receiver three at the 9.1. Ooh, a string of running backs here. We've got yeah, Alvin Kamara, Brian Robinson, <laughs> James Cook, right in that Tyler's was it. face. On that was it. Teams. And then Derek Carr went at the 9.5. So quarterbacks are starting to, they're creepily coming off the board. So now it's back to Tyler, who just took Devin A-Chain at 8.7. Now he's back on the board at the 9.6. Oh, man. My plan of taking James Cook fell. My dreams, gone. It was like, a, what's that uh, thing? So why do you like Devin A-Chain more than James Cook? Just because... They're still worried with James Cook. I think the pass catching back in Buffalo is just a pipe dream. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Does Damian Harris but, joining the Bills actually scare you a little bit? No, because I think James Cook is a prolific runner. We saw it at the end of the year. He started playing better. He started getting comfortable. I'm not worried about that. Uh, for me, it's the pass catching, and that's what I was worried about with with James Cook. So um, this puts me in a very tough position. You got James Cook. I did. I did for sure. Now, the nice thing is, is once again, with the A-chain pick, with the A-chain pick, I'm not, you know, handcuffed to win now, which would suck. You're not chained, if you will. So for me, I know. Maybe A-chain. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Oh boy. I'm going to go with the upside quarterback as my third quarterback. I'm going to show what I'd actually do in a startup. I probably would want earlier on quarterback because I like having three. And uh, so for me, I'm going to go Jordan Love, who is oh, one of my favorite off-season buys. Uh, That's awesome. So Jordan Love, my third quarterback. And hey, if he hits and Richardson is values through the roof, I could trade one of those two. Like Burrow ain't going nowhere. He's my franchise guy. That's who I'm sitting with. And the nice thing about having three quarterbacks and 
two with major upside is one of them I can deal off, get a rookie pick plus. So I'm going to go with the quarterback just based off trade value and value for my team. All right. So followed up by Jordan Love was Keenan Allen and Josh Downs go back to back at nine, seven, nine, eight. And then another tight end off the board, the new Houston Texan Dalton Schultz at nine, nine. And now we've got James. His last two picks have been running backs. I think he's going to pivot from that position. Uh, Yeah. Confirmed pivot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really want Keenan Allen to fall to me. I, I wanted a little bit of veteran uh in my white wide receiver room and it's just not going to happen for me, but Aaron Rodgers fell to me and I'm sitting there with Garrett Wilson and looking at my team. I'm kind of like, oh, wow, I have some youth, but those youth, that those youth players are top tier youth players with Olave and Garrett Wilson. So why not stack Garrett Wilson with Aaron Rodgers here? Take my third quarterback. I shouldn't have anything to worry about. I was hoping Darren Waller wouldn't fall after me, but. You know. Yeah, Waller went right after Rodgers, followed by big Mike Williams to round out the ninth, and then Sam Laporta at 10.1. That's a Doug pick right there. That's that's something I would do in a startup for sure. And then followed up by Mike Evans. So we're starting to see some of the veteran receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Mike Evans come off the board, and then it's back to James after his Aaron Rodgers pick. Yeah, and I already took Aaron Rodgers, so Geno Smith is staring me in the face here. I'm not going to go Geno uh, Smith, nor am I going to go running back because right here it, it's – the tipping point for a me. Dead zone. Yeah, it's not a dead zone. I mean, you're looking at just for for it's, uh, it's illustrative not super great relief. Zone. AJ Dillon, David Montgomery, Kendra Miller, who we love on this show. Oh, absolutely, um, big fan. Even Tank Bigsby, you know, he's been getting a little bit of buzz, but I'm gonna go with Rashad Bateman here. Love that. Yep, that was even though I have the, even though I have biggest eye popping player left. Yeah, I, I mean, even though I have Mark Andrews on my team, I still can use him uh, as a fill-in until Jameson Williams gets back up to speed after a six-game suspension for gambling. And he stacked up with Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews parts ways in the next two years. I still have Bateman left one year on his contract. There you go. Just take Isaiah Likely towards the end. Yeah. Uh, the next three picks were all running backs. Tyler Algio, David Montgomery, A.J. Dillon, which brings us to the 10.07. Back to Tyler. Let's Following keep it going. Oh, following up his Jordan Love pick, he takes Kendra Miller, the rookie from New Orleans. Let's go another rookie running back. There's major upside here. Uh, like I said, Camaro uh, K- will be suspended. Jamal Williams will be the biggest running back there, but I do think Miller in that period of time will get the run, and Camaro will come back and take all those fun carries unless Williams doesn't produce and Kendra is the producer. They'll keep him in, keep the hot hand in, so there's a chance. So I'm going to go to really young rookie running backs to start off my running back core. I dig it. I'm going to do something a little, a little different here. I'm going to assume that Dalvin cook is no longer a Minnesota Viking. And I'm going to, and I'm going to assume (laughs) that Alexander Madison is the starter for the next couple of years in a top flight offense in the NFL. I have a need for a running back. I've only got two of them with Nick Chubb and cam Akers. I'm keeping it a little younger. So again, it's win now, but youth as well. You know, you might be able to get a good three, four years out of Madison if he ends up being the guy. I love the talent. So I'm going to take Alexander Madison here at the 10-12. And then on the flip, I've got three receivers. I've got three running backs. I've got a couple of tight ends and a couple of quarterbacks. It's really best player available. I'm probably going to follow the models that you guys because getting a third quarterback is important. And I'm looking at some of the names here. And I'm not really feeling a lot of them. But I am feeling a rebound year with Bill O'Brien. Oh, love it. It's Mac Jones at the 11.1. Return of the Mac. Yeah. And (laughs) so in this next stretch, we're going to be back to Tyler in a second. But right after him is my guy, David Njoku, which if I didn't take Hawkinson early, I probably would have taken Njoku in one of those two picks, to be completely honest. Um, Tank Bigsby at 11.3, followed by Cole Komet. So tight end really starting to thin out. And then Gabe Davis at 11.5. And we are back to Tyler after his scintillating Kendra Miller pick. All right. This one, um, I, I'm going to take a chance, and I'm going to go Juju Smith-Schuster. We talked about him earlier in the show. Yeah. I I think he's going to go. He's still only oh, 18 years old. Right? It seems like it. I think he's only – how old is he? He's got to be 25, 26. I think he's 26 now. Yeah. Yeah, still easily in his prime. I think he could produce very well with this offense and uh, Hey, maybe Bill O'Brien uses them like Hopkins. I mean, we talked about how Hopkins is a, a 
speed, a burner, and mm-hmm. Juju's the same player. So maybe he has a little uh, – Bill O'Brien has some things up his sleeve to get Juju open. Yeah, maybe. And after Juju, Zach Evans went at the 11-7. Interesting. Followed by Greg Dolchich. That's James's guy. Ah, the Dolch. Eh, not so much anymore. Dolce Delaitch. Just giving up on him after one year? Yeah. You shouldn't. Uh, 11-9, Khalil Herbert. And then back to James, following up his back-to-back picks of Aaron Rodgers and Rashad Bateman. All right. So every year we do an episode in August, and it's the hot take I know who he's taking. And I am taking my hot take guy. Maybe he's my (laughs) hot take guy again this year. I hope so. But it's tight end Evan Ingram staring at me in the face, most likely going to get a a contract uh, and be set up for the rest of his career in the NFL with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. I dig it. Evan Ingram off the board, followed by Elijah Moore, Rasheed Rice, and Kadarius Toney, a couple of Chiefs wide receivers back-to-back. And then Tajay Spears at the 12.2, and we are back to James uh, you got to love how this board's falling because in like, yeah, there's some younger players, but these guys in this range, I'm not really interested in. <laughs> so uh, I like that there's going to be better players for me. Yeah, it's a little tough right here in the beginning of the 12th. Um, I have Brock Purdy. I already have three quarterbacks. I don't want to overstack the position on my roster. I want those playmaking positions, uh, especially with the roster construction of two running backs, three wide receivers, two flex. Um, and I already have two tight ends, so I don't really have to do anything with that. I'm going to go with the rookie running back, Roshan Johnson, who backed up, who backed up John. <laughs> and I think it's a good, wrong it's a good move here. Khalil oh, Herbert went before true. Evan Ingram, Roshan Johnson. They really liked him. Yes, they drafted him in the fourth round, but he can do all of it. He can catch the ball. He can run downhill. Um, I like his chances of production in the Chicago backfield. Yep. It's definitely a round full of rookies. We've already seen Tajay Spears, now Roshan Johnson. Cedric Tillman went right after him. Chiga Kwankwo was hoping he might make it back to me. Dang it. And then Kayshawn Butte, 12th round of a startup? Yeah, okay. Nah, that's a little rich. This is, this is super easy for me. Yeah. Even in a mock, I'm doing it. In a startup, I am smashing this. And I'm going four quarterbacks. Brock Purdy. You want to know why? Because I could trade one of my other quarterbacks if Purdy hits. Purdy is super young in a Shanahan offense. He produced as a quarterback one when he was healthy. If his bionic arm becomes healthy, he is a smash here. I mean, this is one of the biggest values in the draft, especially at quarterback. And uh, I'm doing this to explain to everybody how much of a premium position quarterback is. Because if he hits... I can trade Love. I could trade Richardson. And he is a perfect quarterback, too, for a team. So Purdy was an easy pick for me. I don't care if it's my fourth. I don't care if I'm stacking. It's all about trade value. Yeah, I dig that pick quite a bit. All right. Uh, Where's my thing? All right. So after Tyler took Brock Purdy, a player I was hoping would make it to me was Antonio Gibson. I think could have a really nice year. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Gibson in Washington with the enemy, sleeping with the enemy. Then it was followed up by Darnell <laughs> Mooney. Yeah, the, the enemy lines. <laughs> the, the, the current teamless Ezekiel Elliott went at 12-10, and then Cortland Sutton at 12-11. So I'm on the board for two in a row, and I'm looking like, all right, I've made some younger picks here. You know, I really like Marvin Mims a lot. So this has been a round where there's been a lot of rookies. I look at some of the other players in this in this area, and I'm like, you know what? Why not take a guy who I think has a really nice upside and with, with the Utes? I like him a lot more than I think most do. So I'm going to take Marvin Mims at the 12-12. I can't believe Downs went before him. That's my biggest uh, hype. A couple of rounds before. That's the hype. Um, Now I'm looking at like, what do I want to do with my next pick here? This is is the part where it gets kind of like. Take your guy. Go for upside. Take your guy. This is kind of where we're at. I'm looking to see who my guy is. <laughs> I'm trying to host and look at players. It's a it's a, it can be a challenge. So uh, I think you need a running back. You know, Jamal when you Williams get to, is there. When you get to this position, especially in a dynasty startup, don't look for a running back that's like Jamal Williams. Don't do that because it's going to be <laughs> one and done. Your value's done. Go for you know, a guy. You know who I'm going to take value. I'm going to I'm going to go for a guy that I think can gain value. I don't know if he's the guy there, but damn it, he's set up for success. It's another quarterback. I'm going to take. I'm going to go the Tyler route. Because all the other players I look at, I'm kind of like, eh, very mid. Yeah. 
Yeah. So why not take Desmond Ritter here? 100%. And if he hits, it's huge. If he doesn't, it's a round 12, 13 startup pick. Not exactly. But go for a player that can just boost up in value. That's I would much, the biggest I would thing. much. So the players that went after him are Chase Brown, Luke Shoemaker, Israel Abanacanda, and Darnell Washington. Um, I'll take Desmond Ritter out of all of those guys easily. 100%. So for me, we... uh. We'll probably be, you know, we're, we're close to finishing up the pod. So I'm going to go yep. with exactly what I said. And that's uh, a guy that can really boost in value. Somebody that can, uh, I'll be able to trade or hold. And, um, oh man, there's a lot of players like that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of scrolling through, looking around. Um, I mean, I only have two tight ends. That could be a route. And you know what? I'm going to, with Hopkins gone. The forgotten man, Trey McBride. Uh, give me the tight end that has major upside. The first tight end taken last year. People forget about that. Yep. He, he was so good at Colorado State, and yet his rookie season, he was playing behind Ertz. Ertz got hurt, and hey, look what happened. He produced. He produced at the end of the year, so I think he's going to build off that and have a very good year. And what is better than two tight ends? You've got three. Because yeah. you got stability at position, the position. And Trey is also French for three. Menage Trey. <laughs> I gotcha. This is getting towards the end of the pod. All oh, right, we yeah. got Jacoby Myers followed up by Jamal Williams. And then my my former boy, Dawson Knox, with the 13.9. And then we are back to Chef. Let's do let's do one more round and I'll do the first pick of the round 15, and then we'll call it a day. All right. Well, um, Talking about getting quarterbacks here late, I, I, I'm going to have to take another one because, Sam you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably going Sam to last one, one season possibly. Um, and, yes, it is Sam Howell. I mean, how can you not? I, I thought about The rest of my team is from the 2022 draft, so I might as well stick with the the rhythm here and go with Sam Howell. He's got a bunch of weapons around him. Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson. And they have the running back, Brian Robinson, as well. But don't forget Curtis Samuel. Everybody's forgotten Curtis Samuel. I think he was great last year. I'm a year. Curtis Samuel guy. I have him on a ton of leagues, and everyone has forgotten about Curtis Samuel on Ford. Um, so we well, went Sam Howell, Michael Thomas, Elijah Mitchell, Devin Singletary, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And then James is on the board for his last pick of this mock draft. All right. And uh, for the last pick of the mock draft, I'm going to go with another running back. And I, I like this. I like that he's in Buffalo. I, I think that that offense is going to limit Josh Allen around the goal line this year. Not totally take it away, but I think he can get some stuff done around the goal line. And in between the 20s, uh, give me give me Damian Harris. I dig that pick. Touchdown upside with him. We've got followed up by Damian Harris's Romeo Dobbs, the tiny one, Deuce Vaughn, Luke Musgrave. I don't mind that back here. And then we've got Tyler back on the board after his three McBride pick. Oh, man. It is my last pick. Um, this gets a little tougher. And uh, for me, I'm going to go player that I think is being slept on right now, especially if Delvin Cook leaves. And that is Dwayne McBride, the running back uh, that everybody loved at UAB. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think if Cook Delvin Cook leaves... And it's Alexander Madison. I know Ty Chandler was a hot name last year, but McBride, there's a lot of smart people that I listen to that think McBride is one of the best peer running running backs in this class. So I'm going to go with that. I know he didn't catch much, but he wasn't really asked to. And uh, he's he's a great pass protector, which is awesome coming into league. So for me, Dwayne McBride is a player I'm going to take a chance on here. And if he hits, I got my third RB. I dig that. After McBride, we saw the teamless Leonard Fournette, followed by three receivers, Wandale Robinson, Sky Moore, John Mechie from the 2022 class. And uh, for me, this is an easy one because it's a win-now player who's I could pair up with my second quarterback and Dak Prescott. He should have some boom weeks. It's Brandon Cooks. I don't think he's cooked. I thought about it. I think he's still solid. And for my last pick, you know, I'm looking at the, the running back position as a possibility, but man, it is. Ugly. It's not great. It's not great. I think, you know, if I'm looking at win now, I mean, there's receivers that I like. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. No. A second round, a second round startup guy two years ago. 
That mm. this is very true. Hashtag don't draft running backs early. Nope. Yeah. Give me a minute here. I know I'm running on the clock. You guys are falling asleep. This is bad. Dead air is bad, Doug. Dead air is bad. You know what? Let me take another quarterback. This is the last pick of the draft. It's for fun. It's Matthew Stafford. Let's take take Stafford and (laughs) and trade him to a team that has an injury. Um, That's kind of where I'm thinking on that one. So I'm just going to do this quick. I'm going upside uh, guy who's on the offense for a second year. Chase Claypool, guy I really liked uh, after his rookie year. Um, I, I just think he was pigeonholed into the wide receiver one when Mooney got hurt and that's not his role. He works better as kind of a, a third option and he can use his athleticism and I think he will succeed more. He's actually a player that you should go out and buy in leagues that aren't startups because he is dirt cheap right now. And last year when he went to Chicago, it was a early second, late first round pick. You had to trade for him. So, uh, Chase Claypool is the pick. James, you want to make one last pick? We're pushing it now. Oh, do, do I we, have to? <laughs> you don't have to. We can wrap it up. I'll just I mean, take another tight end and Isaiah likely for when uh, Mark Andrews tight end handcuff. the bucket. Smart. Yep. Handcuff your tight ends, boys. Wait, what? So, so that is... Wait, go ahead, Tyler. Uh, I was going to say, like, guys like Tannehill, I think, would be a good pick. Baker, who's left. Um, I'm just kind of going over the quarterbacks that are, are still there. Zach Wilson uh yeah no not a good cuff Aaron Rodgers no. <laughs> like there's still some good players left but man it is pretty much go get your guy towards the end of the draft and this is 100%. where you draft either rookies or aged running backs Samaj P Ryan or rookie thought about P Ryan rookie wide receivers that you might like are huge options here yep 100% so that is going to wrap up our Memorial Day mock startup draft super flex tight end premium that went pretty well. I'm pretty happy with the team that I was able to draft. Uh, I think you guys like your teams as well. So it's always a fun exercise to kind of see who's going to land where and, uh, you know, where Sleeper has some players ranked differently than other sites as well. Um, you know, it's one of those things we always say is stay fluid during the draft. Go in with an idea, but not a rigid plan. And you yep. can stay fluid because you never know what's going to happen. And speaking about never knowing what's going to happen, Manscaped has the right tools for the job. You never know when you're going to have to like, you know, you swipe, you swipe on Tinder, you get a match, and maybe that night she wants to go out. You better have the lawnmower 4.0 on your in your drawer, Shane. You better have it because if you go out there with the long grass, no one really wants to play in the long grass. No one wants to putt from the rough. They want to they want to putt from the green, the nice shorn, manicured green. And be a landscaper. Be your own landscaper with Manscaped with the Lawnmower 4.0 wireless charger, weed whacker, nose and ear trimmer if you're an old like me. And then not only can everything look good, it can smell good, it can feel good, nice and soft. Always a beautiful thing. So use code DHH for 20% off at the checkout. Manscaped, your balls, you know what they're going to do? They're going to look up at you and go, thanks for taking care of me, pal. 100% correct. I've seen it happen. It's wild. So that is going to wrap us up this this week. Any final words, James or Tyler? No, the, we are definitely at the end, and we need to get up out of here. It has been a rough end to this episode, and happy. <laughs> that was not I rough. Say, that was seamless. No, it was smooth. I like, want to say thank you to everybody that was in the military, currently in the military. Happy Memorial Day. This is about you. Uh, you know Tim Keller, who is an old uh, co-host here. He served. This is always his uh, his episode, we like to say. So, uh, yeah. Tim, thank you. And to everybody else that has served or is serving, thank you very much. Uh, we wouldn't have freedom without you. It's Remember not free. the ones that we lost. That's what it's all about. Yep. So, 100%. For James, for Tyler, I'm Doug, the one-armed man. We will see you next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour.